You're listening to the Marathon Church Podcast. We exist to build communities that love Jesus, love people, and live on purpose. To learn more about Marathon Church, visit MarathonChurch.org. We hope that this encourages you and builds your faith. Enjoy this week's message. Hey, what's up, everybody? Marathon, y'all good? Yes? Wow. Wow, guys. Hello, everybody. How are you? Yeah. Sorry, I'm a joy boy. I love love people. I love joy, and I love... uh, Church. I love Jesus. Anybody else love Jesus in this place? Yeah? I love Jesus. Um, online, hello. Good morning. It's good to see you. Um, listen, today, I, I got to tell you, the me and the rest of the guys and staff, we were doing our series and stuff, planning, and this topic we're going to talk about today fell on my week, and I went, okay, all right, because um, it like, I love talking about the resurrection of Jesus, right? That, yeah, let's do it. You know, it's, that's easy. Let's, I mean, he's already told the story. I'll just, I'll say what he said, right? And then the topic came today that I went like, but that's going to show my flaws, God, right? And that's going to make, it's really hard for me to talk about that, God. What? Are, are you serious right now? So if I'm acting weird, it's because... I'm trying to get out of the way and let God speak today. Okay, is that cool? Can Give me a thumbs up, everybody. Don't look at me weird. Okay, thank you. Woo, hallelujah. All right. So um, if, uh, if you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn to Daniel. Daniel chapter four is where we're going to be today. And um, does this look okay? I don't, I, this was a last minute ad because I did it out there and it felt so good. And so I'm going to do it anyway. Um, if, we, if you are new to the church, welcome to Marathon. My name is Chase. I'm one of the pastors here. And um, I love getting to speak about Jesus and I love getting to share the word of God to you. We've been in a series called Ghost Town, obviously. Um, and we are looking for life and lifeless things, right? People, most of us are looking for life and lifeless things. And so So we've been going through those. And here's what I'm going to encourage you to do. Um, Every week we do a podcast. And um, out of curiosity, how many people just listen to podcasts? It doesn't have to be marathon, but podcasts. Okay, sweet. Yeah, we have a few in here. Yeah. It's it's sort of like, um, for me, it's therapy on the way anywhere, you know, just to put on stories and things. I would encourage you guys to go listen to Marathon's podcast. And here's the reason why. we get to, there's a lot of us on staff that just get to share our thoughts about the sermon. And then we go a little bit deeper. Sometimes we end up telling jokes and it goes off a little bit. It's really fun. It's like a really good TV show that's on the radio, if that makes any sense. So I'd encourage you to go back and listen to some of these podcasts about this Ghost Town series because uh, there's a lot of things that we put in our life that make us become lifeless and we don't even realize that we're doing it. Teenagers, listen to me, those that are in college that just got out, you are in a place right now where there's going to be things that are going to speak into your life that you allow in there that are going to create lifeless living if you're not careful. And at a young age, I, I let a lot of those speak into my life. And so today, the reason why I say that today, we're going to talk about success. <laughs> All that built up to that, right? Okay, so success. 
They gave me the topic success. What does God's word say about success? Well, let's start here. Let's see right here. So we have this diagram. I don't know if Eddie and them, they showed you this or not, but this right here, we have God is in the center of what he gives us desires and he gives us gifts, okay? He gives us desires. There's two common desires that everybody that God's gifted us or given to us these desires and that's purpose. We all long for purpose and we all long for community, right? All of us, all of us long for that. And then we, God's given us gifts, man. And these aren't all the gifts. Okay. So I don't want you to think these are the only gifts that God's given us and that's it. Okay. That these are some of the gifts. If let's look at them, achievements, acceptance, those are gifts, power, right? CEOs and, you know, you have power, uh, maybe in your family, power, right? Or for some husbands, no, and for all husbands, no, right? Okay. Um, (laughs) Okay. I'll get a laugh out of you guys, okay? Thank you. appreciate that. All right. Uh, Attractiveness. Uh Okay. Okay. Then uh, God's given us the gift of success, which is what we're talking about today. Some of us and uh, money. And I say some of us because in the American culture, money is like, you know, you got to have millions and millions of dollars to be uh, considered to be this wealthy. But if you get a paycheck of any kind, man, you are rich. You really are. Go look up studies. I don't have time to talk about it today. Go look up studies on how much uh, like one paycheck is in other countries. We are rich. And it doesn't even matter if you, you, you're making $300 a week. You're rich. But in America, that ain't enough. That's not going to suffice. But God has given us desires and he's given us gifts, achievements, acceptance, power, attractiveness, success, money. I just want to take all of those things and put it in success today, okay? And so here we go. Um, When we start to look at this, a lot of us, we tend to look at our desires, right? And all of a sudden, it's like this uh, bridge. God is the bridge, right? And it's like we're over there on one side of the desires and we see the gifts And we go, whoa, I like that. I deserve that. I deserve the power. I deserve the success and I deserve the money. I deserve the fame because I've worked for it. I work for it. And what do we do? A lot of us, we tend to bypass the giver of the gift and go straight to the gift because we feel like we deserve it. And there's a problem with that. There's a problem when we bypass the giver of the gift because we're not designed to do that. We start worshiping the gift over the giver and our life isn't designed to do that. We are designed to worship the giver of gifts, not just the gift. And when we start doing that, our our life gets off balance real quick. Our families get squirrely, our jobs get squirrely, and we start sort of almost like riding in a, a, a car with square wheels. You know what I mean? We start going a little crazy. Why is that? Well, success. Let's talk about it. Have you guys 
ever saw success ruin anybody? Show of hands, anybody? Yeah, okay, cool. Online, have you ever seen success ruin anybody? Here's what I mean by that. We can Google celebrities, we can Google rock stars, and we can look at some of these people and they go, man, they are successful. They have got it. They got all the money in the world. They got the Barbie doll wife. He's a Ken doll himself. You know what I'm saying? Like they have it. And then we start to find the truth. Some of these that hit me were Robin Williams. You guys know who Robin Williams is and was? Robin Williams was one of my favorite actors. Gosh, he was so good. He could be funny in one minute and have me crying in the next. And he, I looked at him and man, he, he's good. He's got it. And then I am devastated on the news to find out that he committed suicide because he was one of the loneliest people. His daughter even said that he was lonely. He was happy, but he was very lonely. One of my favorite, he's crazy. He's a nut, Chris Farley. You might know who that is. He's crazy. Chris Farley was so funny, but man, drugs, just abuse. Like it was so, but you would never know it from looking in. Disney stars, Britney Spears. Uh-huh, right? Uh, Lindsay Lohan, right? How about this one, Michael Jackson, thriller, right? Dude, he was so successful as a kid. He had it. He was, he got it. And then all of a sudden fame, for whatever reason, took him on another path. Where, where are these people? Success can ruin people's life. We could go on and on and on and on and on. VH1 even had a docu-series about these rock bands who like blew up so fast that they ended up breaking up and they become really messed up. I mean, it's so crazy that there's so many famous people that have this issue that VH1 creates a documentary series on their lifeless life. Now, when I'm talking about success today, I'm not talking about rock stars just only or famous people. I'm talking about, uh, like I said, in drive-in. Let's say that you, uh, you're a parent and you're, all your kids are out of the house now. Success, right? Not me. I got a, like a year and a half old, so got a minute, right? That's a success. For those uh, of you that maybe just graduated college, success. Those of you that got a promotion at a job, success. Those that just got engaged, success. We have successful lives, and I'm not saying that that's wrong at all. What I'm telling you is there is a part, there's two parts of this thing that can and will lead you down a lifeless road. But here's what I'm saying. Don't miss what I'm not saying. I'm not saying that success is bad. That's not what I'm saying. By the end of this, you'll see that Jesus actually told us that he wants us to succeed. Some of you have personal success stories. And you could, you're sitting there going, I have no idea what you're talking about, bro. 
Well, I want to tell you a little bit about me, if that's okay. And this is the part that I hate. Because there's so many voices in my head that right now are telling me that I shouldn't even do this. But if you don't know who I am, my name is Chasen. I was in a band. I toured around the world for 15 plus years. I had two number ones on radio. I had uh, a few top five hits on the radio. I toured in over 250 uh, venues in one year. I had tour bus, man. I mean, Dirks Bentley, what? Okay, right? Uh, some of you guys are like, who's Dirks Bentley? I don't know who that is. Um, I w- I'm not saying I was Dirks Bentley, but um, like I got the honor of playing at Red Rocks in Colorado. I mean, selling out venues and to the world's eyes in 2010 to 2015, I was successful in the music industry. And that was a bipolar roller coaster if I've ever been on one. It was unbelievable. I mean, I literally signed my name beside Paul McCartney and John Mayer for playing on the same stage. I look at different venues and I see like, hey, I played that stage too. There's not a lot of people that can do that. But do you realize how many voices in my head go, you're not worthy to do that. Look at where you are now, Powdersville boy. Where's your number ones at now, Chase? You see what that did to your family? God, do, you, do you understand what I'm saying here? So I wanna tell you a little bit about how I deal with this on a daily basis. I hate it. I love that that was part of my life. I love that God gave me that. There's so many friends I met and those that are probably watching online right now that know me from that. There's days that I wish that I was touring. There's days that I wish that I was going to the, but here's what it got to. It got to the point where I was always looking for the next number one. I, I was number one for six months of a year. Like for six months, like anybody know Toby Mac? Like there was Toby Mac. Yo, I beat Toby Mac one time. I was like, what? That's my God. You know, and I was freaking out until it wasn't anymore. Then what do you do? Guys, there's two parts. Oh, I'm supposed to show you this. There I am. (laughs) Woo. Hello. Look at that guy. Man, that is some nappy hair, bro. That is, what is that? That's something crazy. Anyway, I, y'all, I, try, I Googled myself. That's awful. I Googled myself to show a picture and there's this 80s band. It was like Chasing Project or something like that. I don't even know if that's a thing, but it, I was gonna show you guys this and it was like, this is us. And it was this 80s, it, it wouldn't let me save it. So that's all you get right there, okay? Listen, there, I've heard, I heard it this week. I gotta, okay, stop that. Okay. There's more people. You'll, you'll see where I'm going with this whole success and why I tell you a little bit of my story. That I heard it this week that more people are ruined by success than they are suffering. Let me say that again. More people are ruined by success than they are suffering. And here's the reason why. 
when you're suffering, you go to God because God, where are you? I need you. I'm hopeless. I, I, I need you. But when you're successful, big or small, it doesn't matter. You tend to forget about God. That's very true. When things are going well for you, man, God ain't in the picture. Or if he is, he's back a couple of times, beach house, vacation. Then, there, I mean, what's crazy is church as we know it, and there's no offense to anybody watching online at all, but church as we know it, we're having conversations of going, does the church even matter anymore? Well, Chase, we're in the middle of a pandemic. I, I get it. I understand that. But sometimes we, we get like these checks from the government and we're like, okay, I, 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 don't need, I don't need church right now. We have a little bit of fame and we don't need God. But when heartache happens, all of a sudden, God, where are you? God, where are you? Proverbs 27, 21 says this, the purity of silver and gold is tested by putting them in the fire, but purity of a human hearts, you ready? Of human hearts is tested by giving them just a little bit of fame. Just a little bit of fame. And he tests us. How are you gonna handle this little bit of fame? How are you gonna handle this promotion? How are you gonna handle your kid graduating and, and I helping you do that. How are you going to handle that? Pastor Rick Warren said, God gives you success, not for your benefit, but the benefit of others. And when you understand that God will give you more, that can't be more true. If you can't handle the little fame or the little success that God's given you, how in the world is he going to give you more? right? We've got to start thinking about success in a different way. It's not about you. <laughs> you may think it is, but it truly is not about you. When we start looking at success being for our benefit, that's when things start to go off the rails. And this is the first part that of this, this two-part message is like, all of a sudden, success when you start thinking it of the opposite and it becomes for your benefit, all of a sudden, pride starts creeping in. Look to your neighbor and say pride. Some of you are like, pride, right? Pride starts creeping in. What about pride? As always, God's words are the best words, right? So I want you to turn to Daniel and I want you to hear this real quick. And I'm gonna go super fast and I'm gonna just... Daniel 4 is where we're going to be. And I encourage you guys to read that chapter. It's not a long chapter. Teenagers, I want you to read that chapter, okay? It's, this is really good stuff. And the reason why it's good is because it's a prime example of how pride interacts into someone. And it almost acts as a, it's a disease. And it ruins your life. It ruins. Over 2,500 years ago, there was a king named Nebuchadnezzar. That's just fun to say, Nebuchadnezzar. I call him King Nebi sometimes, okay? That's kid ministry for you. But King Nebi, he was the most successful man on planet Earth at that time. He was very successful at any position when it came to like armies or battle, or any position that he was put in, he was very, very successful at it. He went on to be the highest ranking general and then he went on to be 
above that, he became king over millions and millions of people, right? I mean, like he was huge. He was the, he was a rock star. This guy had it all. This is how big of a rock star he was, okay? Uh, He built a 90 foot statue of himself and said, anytime that the horns blow, I want you to bow down to me. Does that sound like he is humble? No. Does it sound like he's got a little pride, a little ego? Ego? Lego my ego. Wait, I don't know. He has an ego problem, right? This guy was a rock star, but then he started having these weird dreams. He started having these dreams and he couldn't understand what they were. Anybody been there before? Absolutely. What's that yellow duck doing in the bathtub in my dream here? I don't know. That wasn't from experience. I don't know why I said that. Anyway, he started having these weird dreams. He didn't know what they were. And so he got this guy named Daniel. You probably remember him from Daniel in the Lion's Den, right? Anybody, if you've been a part of church, you've probably heard that. If not, really cool story, God story in that. Daniel came and he said, I need you to interpret the dream. So he started interpreting the dreams. And then there was this one crazy dream. This dream that didn't make any sense whatsoever. It was very bizarre. And after hearing the dream, Daniel told him some bad news. Daniel told the king, everything that you have had and do have came from God. And here you are acting and thinking like you are God. In your dream, I'm here to tell you that God is fed up with your arrogance. He's fed up with your pride and you would have nothing. You would have nothing if it wasn't for God. You've taken all the credit for yourself. And here's the deal. You have saw, you saw miracle after miracle that God has done. In this time, uh, the story of Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego, right? And all of a sudden, th- that was a huge miracle. And, and King Nebuchadnezzar saw it. And he even stood up and declared, I'm not God. That He is God. Don't bow down to me. Bow down to the God of all. He saw miracles. He made that declaration to the public and then he forgot about it. His ego and his pride started getting back in and he didn't follow up with that commitment. So for over 30 years, Daniel was saying over 30 years, you have not served God, you served yourself. And in this dream, I'm here to tell you that you're gonna lose your kingdom for a time. Not only that, King Nebi, but you're gonna lose your mind you literally are going to go insane. And if, that's why I want you to read chapter four because it even goes into detail about how his hair is going to be nappy. Probably not like mine, okay? But his hair is going to be nappy. His fingernails are going to grow out. He's going to be homeless. He's going to go insane. But Daniel says, all of this can be avoided. King, all of this can be avoided if you would just humble yourself before God and honor God with your success. Do you guys think he did it? No. He didn't. Check this out. Come on. Come on. There he goes. All all this happened to King Nebuchadnezzar just 12 months later. He was walking on the balcony of the royal palace in Babylon and boasted, look at this Babylon the great and I built it all by myself. A royal palace adequate to display my honor and glory. 
Sounds humble to me, doesn't it, you guys? No. Unfortunately, the king, he lost everything that he ever worked for. He was the most powerful man in the world. And now he was a homeless, almost like beast-like being. Pride is the root of every other sin. It's true. Here's a little theology for you. And this is a whole nother message, but I want to make sure that you understand that pride, did did y'all know that Satan, he was an angel in heaven and pride was the reason why Satan got kicked out because he was so jealous of those that were, he's jealous of God. He was jealous of Jesus. He's like, hey, me. See, God hates, hates pride. God hates pride. Proverbs 16, everyone who is arrogant in heart is an abomination. What? Everyone who is arrogant, everyone who is prideful in heart is an abomination to the Lord. God hates pride because pride says, I'm God and I don't need God. Pride makes you, like we talked about before, bypass the giver of the gift because you look at acceptance and you say, I deserve that. Money, I deserve that. Power, I deserve that. Good looks, I don't know anything about that, but I deserve that. Pride makes you do things that that you have no control over after it's too late. Like it's a snowball, right? Let me ask you a question. Have you been honoring God with your success? Again, I'm not talking about rock star status or, you know, I'm talking about any success that you have. My wife does this sometimes, like she sells stuff on Facebook sometimes, you know. That's a success. Like, are you honoring God with with something little as that? Are you honoring God when all of a sudden uh, you've been diagnosed with something and all of a sudden you are cured and somehow you have no idea and that was success? Are you honoring God with that? Are you honoring God, kids, when, uh, when it comes to listening and obeying your parents, teenagers, hear me out. Are you honoring God with any success whatsoever that you have? Are you, you, it's a success to have a, a, a roof over your head. Are you honoring God with that? Big or small? See, we saw that God warned King Nebi, didn't he, in those dreams, He even allowed Daniel to interpret the dreams. Any warning? What are your warning signs? What are your warning signs that you are not as close to God as you think you are? Do you even know? From experience, mine were conflict, chaos, confusion. I mean, right off the bat, those three just pop in my head of when I started seeing how things were getting all upside down is when I started having conflict, confusion, and chaos in my life. You need to look for these warning signs and and maybe if you're having those things right now, you need to sort of pause and go, maybe I'm not as close to God as I thought I was. If you're anything like me, you're probably sitting there going, okay, so if I am that and I, and I am struggling with this pride, what, what do I do? How do I get out of that rut? 
well, like I said, tour for 15 plus years. I was fam- uh, you know, uh, successful until I wasn't. Number ones, when they fell to 25, when they fell to 50, like it, it started getting bad. It started, f- I, I was getting arguments with uh, my labels. I was saying, I don't want to do certain things like this. I, and that's not who I am, but that is who you are. We paid for this, you paid for that. I mean, like credit was going berserk. Chaos entered my life. It creeped into my family. It started bringing up my past. Therefore, I had an identity crisis and I started saying, hold on a minute, that's not who I am. But man, the voices were just speaking so loud and they started saying, see, you're a fake. You're a fake. This is who you really are. If I can be honest with you, I I became harmful to myself. I got into this situation with my wife and I started going, this is not who you married anymore. I started losing my mind. Well, Chase, you had to do something to deserve it. Honestly, you guys, no. I didn't. There's not one thing that I can point to that said, this was the cause, except I allowed pride to speak into my life. I allowed voices to speak into my life and tell me who I was. I didn't listen to warning signs early enough. Here's the deal. I had two options. I could either run, be mad at God, forget that whole thing, which some of my friends in the Christian industry have denounced God's name because of this right here. Y'all, the, the Christian industry is crazy. <laughs> it's amazing. And they're good people, good golly people in there. But it is, it's a business. And there, sometimes the voices speak so loud that it crushes us and it, and it can ruin us. I have a friend that I did tons of writing sessions with. He denounced God said, I don't even, I can't back that up and ran. I could do that. I thought about that. I could run, but in my heart, I knew that's a dead end road, y'all. So what's the other choice? Here's a big churchy word for you. It's called repentance. The only thing I knew to do was repent and say, God, I am not honoring you with my life fully. I'm not honoring you with my thoughts. I'm, not on, I'm, I'm honoring myself because I deserve to be there. You know how long I've worked my tail off to get to there? I deserve that. No, 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 no. I had to step back and I had to listen to the warning signs coming in. I started complaining, started listening to voices and I got depressed. And the same is true for you guys. You may not have, you know, any kind of success like I had for as far as music. Maybe you have, maybe it's a personal story for you. Maybe it's your family. Maybe you went through a really nasty divorce and now here you are with uh, another family years later and you're finding yourself in chaos and confusion, and you're trying to figure that out. This is a real thing. Stephen Furtick said, you are the Lord of your seed. Not the Lord as in Yahweh, okay? But 
the Lord as in you're the master of your seat. Meaning this, you determine how much you sow and plant, right? You determine how much effort you put into it, how much you pray for it, whatever that is. Maybe it's your job, your family, whatever it is. You determine how much you sow. Here's the difference. You just don't determine what it's gonna become. Chase, you don't understand. I've, I put my life savings into this, this business and then all of a sudden a pandemic comes. What am I supposed to do about that? Well, simply put this, he's the master of the harvest. You're the master of the seed. Keep sowing no matter what it looks like. I'm no longer at the top of the charts. Does that make me any less than? No. I get to be with my marathon family. I get to see things that no one else would get to see. I got to be on some tractors thanks to Jonathan and the crew and, and I got to cut in the trail that I'm praying that we get to do today down in the woods and I get to experience that. If I was doing 250 shows a year, do you think I would ever be here? No. I'm about to tell you a story in just a little bit of why God's got me here. Guys, you need to keep sowing no matter what it looks like. If we, I started looking at social media and I, and I started comparing myself. That's the world's worst. You know what I'm saying? We, when we start comparing ourselves on social media, we are looking at half-hearted truths. We're not looking at the real deal. We gotta stop that. But what I did find is one of my friends was in a band called Chris and Conrad. Chris Cootie is his name, and he moved to Texas just recently, and I'm still following him, Stephen, keep in touch with him. And he put on Instagram this post that I thought was this week. That I was like, man, this is awesome. He wrote this. Okay, there it is. He wrote this. How do I succeed? The older I get, that answer has changed quite a bit. To me, success is directly correlated to the voices I let speak into me. That came Thursday. All week long, I've been so anxious about this stinking message because I'm gonna have to get up here and tell you, okay, here's my story. And, and literally, like I was going out, I told uh, one of our crew, Dalton, I told him before I went on stage, I said, dude, the voices in my head right now are literally saying, no one cares about your success. That's fine. On the way drive in this morning, me and my daughter Rollins are in the truck and out of nowhere, this voice says, you realize, Chase, that what you speak is just going to fall on deaf ears. Guys, I'm so sick and tired of voices. I'm sick of it. There are days that I look in the mirror
their days, I, I look in the mirror and I go, is it worth it? pastor friend of mine I spoke about before he committed suicide because of voices and he was he had books and he had several people on his side whose voice is loudest in your head right now whose voice is loudest because I, if I just laid out all the voices in my head and it was just telling you crazy, I mean, literally, you all would run. And you'd be calling the police going, somebody needs to get that crazy right now. Whose voice is loudest? This verse, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. I'm just telling you from experience of, of, a, of a man who's in his late 30s that's like, the only thing I know to do is to remember God's word and to wake up every morning and guard my heart and tell myself that I come from royalty, that I did do something good, that God's not done with me just because I don't have a number one. God's still going to give me songs even though that's not my primary job. So for you, guard your heart. Put on the coat of righteousness every morning because pride doesn't stop. Pride just creeps in. Maybe you need to have a conversation that may start with, dear God. I've been looking for acceptance. I've been looking for approval and I need to repent. Why don't you listen to these words? So success. As we close, I'm sorry, I'm a basket case. It's just... just haunts me every day and I know if I'm dealing with it somebody else is going to be dealing with it right and so again all I know to do is, as a pastor of yours is to guide you through God's word and big or small your success honor God with your success no matter what it looks like keep sowing no matter what it looks like Listen for his voice. In parentheses, I want you to know that that listen for his voice, like I told you, there's going to be a megaphone of voices in your head over and over and over and over. And the way that you hear God's voice, because remember, he whispers. He's a still, small voice. The way you hear it clearly is you get closer to him. Success is not your identity. I had to learn that. I want to end our time today with a story of God's version of my success. 
I'll let her tell the story, but I met a girl named Lacey for the first time about three or four weeks ago. And I was in a, a darker spell and I was going, God, is it worth it? Does the words that we as pastors say, do they fall on deaf ears? With, because of you know, the poli- you know, politics and, and everything going on around us, it, it's, man, there's a lot of loud voices saying the church is not gonna win. Is it worth it? And I knew I had this message coming up and I said, God, here's the deal. I want you to reveal yourself to me. I'm tired of guessing. I can't hardly hear you. And I need to know that what I'm doing on this planet is of value. And my success, whatever it looks like, I need you to show me what is successful. Wednesday comes and this girl comes up to, I've never seen her. And I said, hey, what's up? How's your, how, what's your name? She said, my name's Lacey. I said, nice to meet you. Have you ever been here before? She said, no, I had never been here before. I said, if there's anything I can do, let me know. And uh, I'll show you around. And all of a sudden, this girl brings her to me. And what happened next was God breathed. I want you guys to watch this. not going to church, not knowing who Jesus was. Um, my brother was very religious and he went to church a couple times and like tried to tell me about it, but I just thought it wasn't real and I like, just didn't want to believe it. My brother ended up getting cancer a month ago and passed away. And I met this person and he asked me if I wanted to go to church and I was like, why not? I might start somewhere. Went to church Wednesday night, met Jason. He was in a good mood. I was just nervous. And I told him I felt weird about being here and that I didn't know what to do and that I wanted to get saved and take a new step at life. And I got saved. And then after that, I enjoyed church. And then they told me they was going to get me a Bible. And I started reading the Bible and doing devotion. And I was like, I need to know my next step. And I kept reading and reading. And then my next step was baptism. So Lacey, who is your Lord and Savior? Jesus Christ. Well, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, I baptize you. It took a while for me to get used to this place, but it's easy to get used to it. People are nice and caring. They want you to be a part of Jesus' life. That's success. See, the world, they'll look at that and go, what is up there? But that girl, she's, she's like really like, you know, chill or whatever. But you don't understand, sitting on that park bench out there and she looked at me and said, my, my brother passed away last week. I don't come from a religious family. But all I can hear, my brother went to church a few times and all I can hear is his voice saying, you need to get saved and you need to know Jesus. I don't know what that means. Chase, can you lead me to Jesus? What? And then baptism happens, right? 
That same night, another girl named Lily, that was her first time. She said, I've been struggling. I've been running from God and my parents go to church. I go to church, but I've been running from God, but I'm not living for him. I am not, I've even said, I don't even know who you are. She said, Chase, will you pray with me? And so I can know without a shadow of a doubt that I know Jesus. Success. It's not about me. It's not about you. Will you stand with me? John chapter 14. John chapter 14 says, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have done. This is Jesus talking. And they will do even greater things than these. Jesus, hear me, wants you and I to succeed. And when we can give honor and glory to God with the little things, he will give you more. But success, there's two things we talked about today, pride and identity. If you don't get a grasp on those, it's gonna lead you down a road that will send you into a ghost town and it will leave you lifeless. Those four things, honor God with your success, keep sowing no matter what it looks like, listen for his voice, success is not your identity. Please, please, please start there. And we can celebrate, you know why? Because if you, we are children of God. We come from royalty. Come on, somebody. We are God's chosen people. And online and here on campus, we can get excited about that because we can say, no matter what, God, I'm a child of yours and your best is for me and you want me to do greater things. So church, it's time we start rising up, being safe about it but rising up again as a church and saying, declaring God who is victorious. And we can go out with, the, with our hands held high saying, I know whose I am today. Anybody want to celebrate that this morning? Come on, anybody. If you were encouraged by today's message and made a decision to follow Jesus, be sure to let us know by connecting with us at marathonchurch.org. If you haven't already, be sure to rate us and hit subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you stream your podcast. To experience more messages, videos, and live gatherings, visit us online at marathonchurch.org or download the Marathon Church app. Thanks for listening to the Marathon Church Podcast.